0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post-20 Podcast NFL Show. My name is Evan. Uh, We will be—I say we. uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Jeremy. Um, We're going to be recapping the NFL's wild card round. We're getting into the divisional round uh, playoffs—playoff previews. Um, But what's going on with you, Jeremy? I know you had a a fantastic week. Hit a stain on Las Vegas. So, what's going on?
1: Yeah, man. I mean— the best week I've had in probably a while, um, we know, because these last couple of weeks were kind of up and down. We hit a few and miss a few. Um, you know, I was getting those, I think it was karma for those half point misses a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, I mean, five for five uh, with a push on the Raiders. I hit a plus 3,000 parlay across all the games, and then I also hit quite possibly my best bet of the year which was just uh eli mitchell's first touchdown with the niners money line it came out to like plus 2000 which was unbelievable to see um so hopefully we can keep that momentum rolling a little bit into this week although i think we both agree that this is a much much tougher slate than uh what we looked at last week
0: yeah uh absolutely we were talking a little bit before the show about how much harder this one's going to be pick or be to pick than uh than last week. Well, let's get into some of these games. Um, the Raiders took on the Cincinnati Bengals. That was the first game of wildcard weekend. Ended with the Bengals coming out on top. Score was 26-19. to 19. Um, Now, I, I, I think we pretty much were confident that the Bengals would come out and win this one. I know you had Raiders plus 7, so you pushed. Um, but I think the general sentiment from last week was... We thought the Bengals were the better team, that they were carrying more momentum heading into the playoffs, and that they would probably be the team to come out on top. Uh, And that was the case here. I mean, the Raiders, I think, just came out really, really flat, which is something we've seen from them. If they don't establish uh, their offense early on in the game, then there's just no way that they're ever going to work their way back into it. And they typically do come close to getting back into it, but the case here was that they just couldn't seal the deal. Uh, they did have a possession at the very end of the game where uh, they had a chance to tie it up, but they just couldn't do it. They couldn't execute. I don't think Derek Carr is the guy there to do that. Um, I don't think he's as bad as everyone says he is, but I don't think um, that he's always going to be the guy that you can rely on to to get your team where it needs to be. Uh, he's serviceable, but he's definitely not um, you know, in the top 10, top 15 conversation for me, even, to be honest. Um, but you know, Burrow and, and his boys came out, they did their job, Burrow, 244 yards and two touchdowns, uh, Jamar Chase over a hundred yards receiving and CJ Ozama had a touchdown as well as Tyler Boyd. Uh, there was also a, I think there was just two, there was just two touchdowns for the Bengals and the rest were, uh, were, uh, field goals, but I don't know. I mean, what did you feel about this game? I, I thought it was. A little strange. I mean, the officiating was fucking awful, which, you know, is like not even worth talking about sometimes because it's just so common in the NFL. Um, You feel like the Bengals were were the deserved winner here, or do you think that the Raiders got a little bit cheated?
1: Yeah, I... I mean, I think this game really could have went either way. Prior to the week starting, I did think that there was a chance the Raiders won. Did I think it was a great chance? No. But I did think if there was a team other than the Niners who we obviously called the upset, well, that I called the upset, um, mm-hmm. I thought that it would be the Raiders. But like you said, I mean, they never get to calls officiating. officiating. Um, we did read that article this week about how they're the most penalized team in the league every year. Yep. Um, but, I mean, the Bengals didn't really do anything to convince me that they're great either to be honest i mean only two touchdowns um against a okay raiders defense they've a, they've a pretty good pass rush i'll give them that but when it comes to the rest of their defense it's really not a top 10 defense or even maybe top 15 um so i mean when they like line up this week which we'll be talking about the titans a team with a like, really good defense year in and year out that might be tough for them but i mean i think both teams did just enough to deserve to win the game but like you said it just came down to that last possession there and the raiders did get a shot but they just didn't necessarily get an opportunity to execute at the end and i mean i i pretty much agree with your Derek carr sentiment as well i think he's really overhated i don't know why people like to like shoot down Derek carr of all people like he doesn't really say anything do anything he's just kind of there um He's like, a, yeah, he's like a, for me, he's like a 10 to 15, like 11 to 15 yeah. range quarterback. He's Never going to be elite and, you know, be that guy that you like, that is like the franchise player, but he'll be the guy that can get the job done if you have enough weapons around him. So I'm interested to see what the rest of his career holds, if he'll stay with the Raiders, if he will go elsewhere. I'm not really sure what his current contract looks like, to be honest, but he's okay. The Raiders, I mean, the Raiders w- were amazing for even getting this far, to be honest, yeah, with everything they've gone like, through this year. So I'd consider this season a win um in their playbook in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I was at, I, I I 100% agree. I don't think I don't think Carr is that bad. He definitely is overhated. I mean, in our group chat, he is definitely overhated. Um of course, he's he's in the same division as the Chargers and Zach's a big Chargers fan. I know he he doesn't like he doesn't like Derek Carr. Um and I don't know if he's the the future there, but I'd rather have Derek Carr as the Eagles QB than Jalen Hurts. I mean, I can tell you that right now. Uh, you kind of know what to expect out of, out of Carr. You don't You don't know what to expect out of a lot of QBs in this league. Even, you know, people are comparing him to Kirk Cousins. Like, gun to my head, I, I might take Derek Carr over Kirk Cousins. I, I don't know how you feel about that, but I saw some people arguing about it, and I, I think I'd be inclined to go with the guy who I, I know the result I'm going to get. You know, Kirk, you, you have no idea what he's going to come out and do. Um. So, okay, let's move on. We will move on to a game that was... I'd say a little bit more expected from both of us. Uh, no faith in Mac Jones, and uh, thankfully we, 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 did, we didn't, you know. Uh, 17 points for the New England Patriots, 47 for the Buffalo Bills. Bills absolutely slaughter the New England Patriots um, at Bills Stadium. I mean, what an unbelievable game this was. The Bills looked absolutely unstoppable. Five touchdowns, 308 yards For Josh Allen, there was no punts for the Bills, I believe, or field goals for the Bills in this game. Devin Singletary had two touchdowns and 81 yards. Dawson Knox had two touchdowns and 89 yards. One for Gabe Davis, one for Emmanuel Sanders, and also one for Tommy Doyle. Holy fuck. I mean, the Pats got slaughtered. They were never in this game. They couldn't get the offense going. The defense for the Bills just played unbelievably the Bills look like such a frightening team, and I know there was a point this season where it looked like things were just strange, um, but they've really kicked it into high gear the past couple of weeks, and they look really, really good and dangerous.
1: Yeah, man, how far they've come since uh, mm-hmm. losing to the Jaguars. Um, was it the Jaguars? Yeah, it was the Jaguars, not the Jets. I always get them confused because they both suck.
0: There was the Jags, um,
1: yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've been saying it for weeks. The Patriots regression to the mean regression to the mean. And that's, yeah, that's pretty much what happened these last couple weeks of the season. They started getting, um, getting beat here. And I mean, Bills, yeah, that was just flat out impressive. First game in the history of the NFL to have perfect offense in terms of they didn't turn the ball over. There was no, so there was no fumbles, picks, no field goals, no punts, strictly touchdowns, which is honestly very impressive as a chiefs future holder a little nervous for this week but luckily i do also hold a bill's future so we'll see how that goes that's probably my favorite game of this week but we'll get to that i mean in terms of just that game yeah i mean bills did what they needed to do devin singletary looks good which is good for the bills because that's kind of been their problem in my opinion since josh allen's been there they haven't really been able to establish a running back it's kind of been him and zach moss going back and forth back and forth and now that he looks good And, I mean, Dawson Knox looks like an unbelievable threat, not only in the red zone, but like you said, he had 89 yards last week. Excuse me. I think they're going to do very well um, this week against the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, Okay, let's move on. We have the – is always such a pain in the ass. Oh, Eagles-Bucks. I mean, what the fuck do we have to talk about here? Bucks absolutely slaughtered the Eagles in Tampa Bay. This is exactly what both of us expected. Jalen Hurts somehow finishes the game with 260 yards and a touchdown. He did throw two interceptions when it mattered, by the way. Um, the Bucks, Tom Brady, led them to a very, very convincing victory. 271 yards and two touchdowns for him. Running back by committee with Keyshawn Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard. A touchdown for each of those guys, both around 50 yards. Um, And then Mike Evans was the leading receiver at 117 on nine receptions with a touchdown. Gronkowski had one. um, And I believe that was all the touchdowns, I think. Um, But the Eagles, I mean, just looked like absolute shit. Of course, Boston Scott scored. Um, Something to note for you guys. I had a $5 parlay in to win $300. I meant to take Jalen Hurts under on his rushing yard, and I fat fingered it and took the over instead. Um, so all of the touchdown scores I picked scored, I picked three other props, right? The money line, the first half money line, and the first quarter money line, and accidentally pressed Jalen Hurts over on rushing. So I had a terrible, terrible weekend, and that would have saved me, uh, but of course it seems like my fingers didn't want to see me win. Um, but this was, this was a slaughter. I mean, the Eagles suck, uh, they need to blow it up, in my opinion, Hurts is not the answer. Uh, Our run game, of course, was highly ranked, but the fact that we have Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, and Kenneth Gainwell uh, sharing snaps is a huge problem. I mean, I'm not convinced that Sanders is the answer either. The guy's allergic to scoring touchdowns. The receiving core is all right. Watkins, Goddard, and Smith are fine, but we need to get rid of Rager. He's an absolute liability. Uh, The guy's muffing punt returns. The guy's dropping throws that are right into his hands. He fucking sucks. I'm tired of Howie Roseman. I'm just tired of the whole situation. And The Eagles, I promise you, will have a worse year next year than they did this year. I don't care what the draft picks say. I, I don't care. Hurts is not the answer, and it's a disaster. Congratulations to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, who, of course, win again.
1: Yeah. I, it blows my mind that Doug Peterson or Howie Roseman has already come out and said that uh, Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of next season. I like know. he's not even considering other options, which is ludicrous because it's not like he's going to win Most Improved Player or something this year. Like he, yep. he, was a bottom ten quarterback in terms of actual production, not fantasy production. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, Tom Brady, you know, he always gets it done. I mean, to score, I mean, to score thirty one points with, I mean. Kenneth Vaughn, Giovanni Bernard, like Giovanni Bernard had the second most receiving yards on their team. That's just very impressive. I mean, Mike Evans looked unreal. He had 115 and a tutty. I mean, Gronk always getting in the end zone. I like that Tom Brady always finds a way to get Gronk a touchdown when they're winning, just to like pad the stats. It's kind of funny. Um, so I can get behind that from Tom. The Eagles. I mean, I don't really need to say anything about them. I've been shitting on them all season. So I mean, finally they can stop being in the media. Hopefully. But they do get Tom Brady and the Bucks do get back Lenny this week, I believe, which should help them against the Rams. But, I mean, we'll talk about the Rams here in a second. I thought they looked really good. But, yeah, Tom Brady looked good. Mike Evans looked good. Gronk looked good. It's kind of the formula for success for them. And their defense obviously looked unbelievable until the fourth quarter when they decided they don't really need to play anymore, and they yeah. put the backup thing and Jalen Hurts padded his stats.
0: Yep. He's the king of stat padding. I mean, he's, he's like Kirk Cousins, except Kirk's better, which is so disgusting to say. All right, the 49ers beat the Dallas Cowboys at the Jerry Dome, 23 to 17. Jimmy Garoppolo manages way to another victory, 170, 172 yards and a late interception that almost cost them the game. Eli Mitchell, the leading rusher in this game, on 27 carries, 96 yards and a tud for him. Debo Samuel, 10 carries for 72 yards. Touchdown for him as well. Relatively low-scoring game. I know a lot of people were kind of looking at the over in this one. I had the under. Uh, didn't matter because I had Cowboys minus three. Um, and I really, truly thought that the Cowboys would come out and play. I, I wasn't sold on on Jimmy G. I think this was a team that really caught fire late on in the, in the season. Um, but, I mean, I have to give it to the Niners. They had a really, really bad first half uh I I didn't understand why people were all over them. I called them Niners what or called them Dolphins West. And then what do you know? Like the Dolphins and the Niners both had really really good second halves. Um and and I have to give it to them. I have to really give it to Shanahan because he's done a great job with these guys. Um Debo Samuel is for me the, the best player on the 49ers. I mean, one of the best players in the league. The guy is so versatile. Um, just a really, really good performance, solid performance from the Niners, even when they didn't get what they needed to get out of their QB. Um, and I think the Cowboys beat themselves. I think McCarthy, we've said this many times, Jeremy and I both, um, we think McCarthy is a terrible, terrible coach. He wasted Aaron Rodgers prime. Um, and so the people that think that, uh, and I'm talking to Cowboys fans here, cause I know, I know, I'm sure there's some that listen to the show. If you thought that that hiring Mike McCarthy would be a decent move, I mean, what are you doing? Just stop watching football. Just stop. The guy's a moron. He's been a moron forever, and he's calling plays here where Dak's rushing up the middle with you know eight seconds left instead of instead of getting him to the sideline. You know, why are you calling a QB sneak to go right up the gut and then and then just not being able to spike the ball? Like, I just don't get it. I mean, the guy's IQ is about twelve. Um, Cowboys beat themselves are never in this game. To be honest, nothing on the ground receiving, you know, Dalton Schultz is your lead guy here. Amari had a touchdown, but they couldn't get anything going and and CD lamb disappeared in this one. So, um, I'm glad the Niners won, you know, I, I had the Cowboys, but, or I had, yeah, I had the Cowboys, but I'm glad to see the Niners come out and win this game. And, uh, it, it's good to know that we were right about the Cowboys too. You know, they were truly paper tigers.
1: Yeah, they were. They were like the Eagles, but better. They just beat up on the NFC East. They didn't beat any good teams, and they thought it made them look good the whole season. People bought into them. And clearly, once they faced teams, you know, like the Niners, they might have the toughest division in football, to be honest. I mean, the Seahawks, oh, yeah. Rams, Cardinals, and they beat the Rams last week this season. That's what really sold me on them uh, winning <laughs> last week was that once they beat the Rams, I was like, well, the Rams would murder the Cowboys. So if they can beat the Rams, then they're in good shape. Elijah Mitchell is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Um, Finally, the Niners found a running back that can stay healthy because their running backs have always had talent. I don't know who decides like who's picking their running backs, um, but they're doing a great job. They need a raise because for years, their running backs have been unbelievable. They just happen to get hurt. Um, I mean, Jimmy G did enough to win the game, but of course, like you said, he's always going to Jimmy G it and he threw a pick there that almost cost him the game. But, I mean, he still had triple the QBR of Zach Prescott, which is absolutely disgusting. For the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy I mean their most electric player all season last two seasons Tony Pollard right I think we both can agree on that and Tony Pollard touched the ball six times last weekend you're not going to win the game when you're going to feed Zeke in the middle of the field which we know is he's not good for he's good in he's good with once you get within the 30 then he'll get you a touchdown you got to get Tony Pollard the ball Dak I mean, th- he had to throw the ball 43 times. That sucks. Um, yeah. But when your leading receiver is your tight end and you have Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb on your team who had one reception, you're not going to win games. But onto the team that's going to be playing against. since the Cowboys are now eliminated. Debo is still a monster. Elijah Mitchell, monster. Ayuk came to, has been coming to life these last couple weeks of the season, which is exactly what the Niners needed. That's kind of when their season started to turn around, funny enough. Yep. Um, but I think they're going to need a bigger showing out of George Kittle this weekend facing the Packers if they want to win. Because, I mean, as we've known for years, George Kittle's very good, very good tight end, top three in the league. And for him to only have one reception and 18 yards is kind of concerning because, I mean, behind Debo and Elijah Mitchell, he's their most talented player.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's 100% true. Um, so nice, nice result for the Niners. Let's move on. Um, where are we at? Oh, Hiller's Chiefs. Uh nobody thought the Steelers had a chance in this game and they didn't. Uh the Chiefs win 42 to 21. Steelers, no way to cover in this one. Early defensive touchdown for them on a fumble six, but uh really, really tough time working their way back into this game after that. The Chiefs just came out and, and played that crazy style of ball where um once they get going, you can't stop them. 21 points in the second quarter for the Chiefs. It's three touchdowns, 14 in the third, and then another seven in the fourth. Um, in terms of statistics, Mahomes with a 404-yard game, five TDs, and one interception. Travis Kelsey also threw a touchdown pass in this game. Jarek McKinnon was the lead back with 61 yards on 12 carries, uh, but it was the air game that won the Chiefs' the game. Uh, Kelsey 108 yards and a touchdown. McKinnon 81 yards receiving and a touchdown. Tyree Kill touchdown for him at 57. Byron Pringle two for him as well. And then Nick Allen uh, a surprise touchdown for him as well. This was a slaughter. Um, what do you think about this game? I mean, it, it was it was exactly what I expected.
1: Yeah, I mean, it pretty much went how everyone in America expected, I'm sure even Steelers fans. Um, I got to give a shout-out to Byron Pringle, though, for covering my Chiefs' first half minus six and a half because it was looking very bleak there until he caught that touchdown, and then obviously Travis Kelsey scored with, like, zero seconds left, which was pretty cool as well. Um, Patrick Mahomes, unbelievable football player. Unreal. Um, I mean, 440 yards, five touchdowns. Yep. Um, that's pretty impressive. Funny, I saw a guy talking yesterday, yeah, yesterday on one of the major sports TV shows. And he was saying how teams have caught on to Patrick Mahomes and how he doesn't work anymore as like a pocket passer and how teams are gonna expose him. And I'm convinced the guy didn't watch the game last weekend. Yeah, because I mean the guy like 400 yards and five touchdowns if that's catching on to Patrick Mahomes I don't want to know what's going to happen when they stop catching on to him like what's he gonna do throw for 700 oh, yeah. touchdowns like I don't get it um that was a really bad take but that the game this weekend is going to be unbelievable hopefully Jarek McKinnon keeps dominating for the Chiefs um for their sake I mean he's looked really good former niner right I'm pretty yeah he was there running back for a yeah, while he got hurt and I mean, sixty-one yards on the ground on only twelve carries, that's five yards carry, and then eighty-one yards receiving, I mean, he's doing it all out of the out of the backfield, and that's kind of what they need. Um, you know, cause Clyde obviously injured, but he he was inconsistent this year when he did play. So to have someone, you know, more of a veteran style step in and kind of take over that role is very helpful because I mean, if you got if they have a running game that people have to respect, I mean, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey can wreak havoc.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, let's move on. Just one more game before we get into our previews here where I know that we're probably going to labor over these picks. Cardinals 11, Rams 34. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, who won me a lot of money throughout the season, uh, have just been so, so bad the past four weeks. I thought maybe they'd come out and do something in this game. I did take the cards. Partially just to have a different pick, but also because I thought there was a chance that they would come out and win this game. Um, but Kyler Murray regressed. I mean, he, he... I thought for a period and I think a lot of people thought this year at the beginning, um, that he was evolving, but he's still a mental midget. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else we can say. The guy threw for 137 yards and two interceptions here. Uh, one of those being a pick six, I mean, just such a bad performance from him and, and the rest of your team can't really do anything. If the QB just can't get his head out of his own ass, uh, a cliff, like, uh, I mean, talk to your guy. See, see what you can get out of him. You can't just let him go out there and do this. They should have put Colt McCoy in. It was that bad. It was terrible. The Rams came out and did a job. Stafford kind of managed his way in um, with this one, 202 yards and, and two touchdowns for him. Odell Beckham threw a 40-yard pass, an impressive pass that they, pass that they turned into a touchdown as well. Um, there was a rushing TD for Stafford cup had a touchdown, 61 yards Beckham again, just around 50 yards, but a touchdown, um, his route running is just, it's really still super sharp and he has great hands. Um, I know we were, there was a conversation about Odell. I said, I, you know, I didn't like some of the drama that he's had throughout his career. I think it's a little unnecessary, but, and the fact that they're, they're treating him still like he's, you know, a top five receiver in the media is is strange to me, but he's an unbelievable number, two for the Rams. I mean, the production that he's put up since he's got there is undeniable. If he can get 50 yards and a touchdown every game, and an important touchdown at that, I mean, what more can you ask for from the guy? He's getting up there. He's older now. Um, He's been super quiet since he's got to L.A., which I can appreciate, and he's kept his head down, and he's done an unreal job for the Rams. So I, I have to give my props to to not only Odell but um to the Rams in general on a really, really solid performance. Their defense held up. Um and and they uh they advanced to, to play against the Buccaneers, who I think are gonna give them a much harder game. Um but yeah, good on the Rams.
1: Yeah. Um I'll touch on the Cardinals first before the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean Kyler Murray I kinda feel bad for the guy. He does get a lot of scrutiny. Um yeah. obviously some of it deserve it though. He always sometimes it does look like he's trying to do too much. Yep. And I think him they said at the beginning of the season that they were gonna try to limit his running this season. I think that really hurts him. It I does. Mean, like he's a shorter quarterback. He can't just sit in the pocket and be a pocket passer. You gotta let him you gotta let him just be an athlete, really. Yep. Like more more of you know like how we've seen people be successful in the past like even going back all the way to Cam Newton like Michael Vick Lamar Jackson like those are some really good names even Josh Allen now like Josh like you need to let them be an athlete and use their athleticism to their advantage and not just stand in the pocket because i mean the days of quarterbacks like Peyton Manning um Eli Manning too um you know yep. Tom Brady that seems to be going out the window more people i mean even like quarterbacks that are still pocket passers. You think about Justin Herbert, he stands in the pocket, he slings it. But when he needs to run, he can he get runs. athletic and move around. Yep. You can't you can't make your quarterback one dimensional. It kind of hurts the whole team. And the fact that he does first of all, Cliff Kingsbury, another fraud quarter or er, coach, but um the fact that he doesn't have D hop doesn't help him either. I mean Christian Kirk is your number one wide receiver. That hurts. I know I was kind of down on the Cardinals all season, but it was more out of spite as a Rams better. They do, I mean they have some talent. They just I don't know. It's just something missing. James Conner sucked at. Uh, it sucked that he got hurt here towards the end of the season because they needed him to be yep. really productive to keep their momentum rolling. But onto the Rams, who, unlike the Cardinals, who won you a bunch of money this year, almost lost me a ton of money. Yeah. Um. But luckily, they clutched up on my future bet, and then obviously beat the Rams last week to finish off my uh, parlay matt stafford kind of a you know legacy game for him kind of a you know defining moment in his career really now that he's finally off the lions um that was a much needed win for him sure. uh i mean he only threw the ball 17 times which is kind of funny um but they were up 21 at the half so i mean you can't really blame him there yeah uh didn't turn the ball over that's a that's a very good surprise. Um, cup, the man, Odell. I can like you said, there he has had a lot of drama in his career. Some of it not deserved, not his fault. yeah, um, he hasn't always been put in the best situations, but certainly, I mean, to see him come to l a be productive again. and, you know, like you said, just kind of keep to himself and just go out there and let his play do the talking is very nice to see. um yeah. Tyler Higby was good as always. He had like fifty yards as well. but can we talk about handmakers? I don't I'm know a demon. I don't know what the Rams medical staff is doing, but they need to be investigated. Because whenever they gave Cam Akers that this man can come back, after six months, uh, six months ago he tore his Achilles and he comes back and he ran with so much speed and so much power. I mean, I I'm glad Buddha Baker's okay now that he put out this update on Twitter. But Cam Akers absolutely put him in the dirt and yep. the way he was running was unbelievable. I did not expect that out of a man that was coming back off a horrible, horrible injury just this season, like just in the off season. That's absolutely ridiculous props to him. And he might be a game changer for them here in the playoffs.
0: No, he, he definitely could be. I mean, if he keeps up what he did last weekend, um, he's going to be a serious problem. And it's, it's crazy because Sony Michelle was really starting to break into and he, he's, he's been great. Um, Henderson was great when he was playing. Michelle has been great. If acres is going to be great too, like it's, it's great to have three, three running backs who you aren't paying all that. I mean, they're paying cam, but, um, they're not necessarily paying Sony, Michelle or Darrell Henderson much as backups. So it's great to, to kind of have your pick of the bunch moving into next season. And for the rest of this season, I know Henderson's hurt, but, um, cam and and Sony, Michelle are, are nice to have as a little bit of a, uh, committee. Okay, we'll move into the divisional round. This is going to be a challenge um, for Jeremy and I. I think the first pick we probably have the same. Um, We do have four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Okay, Bengals-Titans is the first game. This game kicks off at 4.30 p.m. I'm kind of pissed that we got to wait until 4.30. I wish it was a little bit early. Um, But I think I'm going to go with the Titans. We were talking earlier about the Bengals' situation. We've said all year that they weren't ready. We can't turn back now. That's what Jeremy and I decided. We can't turn back um, and say that the Bengals are going to come out here and batter the Titans. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Vrabel is, both of us, we agreed on this too. Vrabel's the coach of the year. Um, Had to use a ton of personnel to get where they were. Did a lot with very little after losing Henry. Um, Zach Taylor, I think, walked into a situation where he has quite literally the very best offensive talent in the league, maybe behind the Chiefs. And I'd say, I mean, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow have the same sort of explosiveness that Tyreek and Mahomes have had in years past. I mean, these guys might have a better connection, honestly. So... Um, I don't think Taylor has a has a handle on exactly what he has there. He's he's more inexperienced compared to Vrabel who's who's been here before. And I think that I just have to go with the Titans. I, I really like them in this game. I know the money's on the Titans. Um, but it's only at sixty percent right now. And typically when it's when it's not over sixty, it's kind of one of those games where the public maybe wins a little bit. So I'm gonna go with the Titans in this one uh begrudgingly because i do love burrow but uh i i don't see it happening
1: yeah i agree i mean we we haven't been high on the titans either to be honest but they like you said they have more experience they are more well-rounded in my opinion the Bengals are kind of like a one-trick pony it's kind of joe burrow does everything and and obviously joe nixon too but it's kind of like they try to bail themselves out essentially and for that reason I am going to take the Titans. Um I'm going to go minus 3 obviously. Um, and just for the sake of, you know, people having multiple options to bet, so my pick is going to be Titans minus 3, but I'm letting everyone know I will also be taking the under um at 47 and a half. I might move it up yeah. to 48. Um but this game to me, I you got to get to minus 3 cuz it just screams to me that it's going to be like 24-21 potentially and the half point's going to get people. Um but yeah, I like I like the Titans minus 3. I like the under, and I mean, obviously, if you're going to bet on the Titans, you might want to sneak a Derrick Henry touchdown in some sort of parlay. Um, I know DraftKings this weekend is doing a, if you do a touchdown score from all four games, um, you get a 25% boost on your touchdown score parlay. So, I mean, if you're picking someone from that game, my choice would be Derrick Henry. Obviously, even if he's only 75% healthy. I mean, if you get within the 10-yard line, I don't know many teams that are going to stop him from four straight runs up the middle. Yeah. So... With that being said, my picks with Titans minus three, and I'm going to be taking the under as well.
0: Okay, beautiful. Let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers who travel to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers who are coming off a week of rest. Now, knowing the Green Bay Packers have Aaron Rodgers under center and knowing the San Francisco 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo under center and also knowing that Jimmy Garoppolo is severely injured with a fucked-up shoulder, and then a fully torn ligament in his hand that's connected to his th- his throwing thumb. Uh, I'm going to go with the Packers. I mean, I think that they're going to be well-rested. I think Devontae Adams and Rodgers are going to come out and link up, do exactly what they always do. I like the Packers to score a ton of points. The over-under is at 47.5. I'm going to stay away from it. I'd probably be on the over if I had to guess. This is going to be a really entertaining game. I think the, the Niners try and run the ball down the Packers' throat. I don't know if it's going to pay off. It could. It may not. Um, but I do think that I probably lean towards the overside, But instead, I'm just going to go with Packers 5.5. I don't know what the money looks like. The Niners have been getting money in recent weeks. Uh, I'm going to have to look at it as we get closer. But I do think the Packers line is going to move up. So if you guys want to get in on five and a half now, that's my specialty. You know, that's my favorite line in football always because the missed extra points for the Packers is fucking constant and so disgusting. Um, I'm going to take Packers minus five and a half.
1: Okay. Um, I'm probably going to get you know some weird looks and some hate for this. Um, but to answer your Packers question, 56% on the Packers, 44 on the Niners, so pretty even when it comes. to... Oh, that's to, great. Um, yeah, pretty even when it comes to the amount of bets. But I had a feeling last week about the Niners. And there's just some I got a feeling again. I got a feeling again. Um they were plus six, so I already took it at that point. Um I took them plus seven, um, which will still be my pick. Um because it does allow for the push, you know, similar to what happened to me in the Raiders game. So I can't complain if I get a push there. Um, I'm going to be taking the Niners plus seven, and if I were to take it up to seven and a half, I would also take an Elijah Mitchell touchdown. I think uh, Elijah and Debo are really going to probably if they're if, if they're going to win the game, they're one or both of them is going to have a monstrous game, and we saw their commitment to Elijah Mitchell last week against the Cowboys. Yeah, and like you said, they are going to try to run the ball um, yeah. if they want to win, and. After watching last week's game, a sneaky player prop that might... I'm going to see what the line's at currently because I don't want to lead people astray here. He had 38.5 Debo rushing yards. Last week he had 10 touches. I could very well see that being an option again for him. I mean, they try to get him the ball any way they can, which I think is something teams are going to be looking to do next year with yep. their wide receivers, so don't be surprised if you see that change in I the mean, NFL. Yeah, you saw next.
0: how many jet sweeps the Bengals ran with Jamar Chase last week. You know, they, it, it works. If, if a guy can get loose, it really works.
1: Agreed. But yeah, so I'm going to take the Niners plus seven. Um, and then whenever I take the underdog, I always sprinkle money line. But keep in mind that's a sprinkle. But yeah, if you're looking for a underdog this week, um, I'm taking the Niners plus seven. And then I think me and Evan will agree on another underdog here coming up in a little bit.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. So we have the L.A. Rams taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. I mean. To get the Rams at plus money is just such a treat. They are in sync right now. I don't think anybody can argue that. Um last week, you know, we have Stafford not turning the ball over. Rams currently plus three. I think having three points of safety, uh, and you know, getting that push, I think it is a close game. I think that's great. Um I think Jeremy's probably gonna I know where he's at. So for the sake of the podcast and also because I just know how the NFL feels about Tom Brady, I think I'm going to take bucks. I'm going to take bucks money line. Uh, I think this is a really good game. I think Rams plus seven and a half is like one of the best bets you could ever have. Um, But the odds just aren't good enough for me right now to take it on the podcast. I'm probably going to bet it honestly straight up because I think it's a great bet. I mean, I have I've had money set aside all season to reinvest at the end of the playoffs. I think Rams plus seven and a half is tremendous value. But for the sake of the podcast and because I know who Tom Brady is, I think the Bucks win. So I'm going to take Bucks money line.
1: Wow, that's the one I thought we were going to agree on. But I right, know I,
0: I figured you would. But I, literally up until this this moment, I wasn't sure where I was going to go, and. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this game could actually go either way. Like It's it's going to be a
1: fantastic yeah. game. I mean, it's Tom Brady. Yeah. I don't blame you for not wanting to bet against Tom Brady. I don't know very many people that willingly bet against Tom Brady, except for me this week. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, I'm going to be taking the Rams. <laughs> I mean, I've been on the Rams all season. I've been talking about them for four months now. I can't turn back. There's no turning back. When I'm committed, right. going down the ship, I mean – they were my they were my favorite team this season behind the Panthers who I gave up on on week six um, once Sam Darnold showed his true colors. <laughs> so yeah, I mean the Rams they look they have a more complete team in terms of health. Um, I think both teams fully healthy. They are equally complete in terms of offensive and defensive talent. Um, everyone media wise and people that are Bucks fans are hyping up the return of Sean Murphy bunting. Let me remind you, mm-hmm. this man had one interception last yeah. <laughs> season. The guy gets one interception and memes Tyreek Hill, and all of a sudden, he's the top 10 corner? No, he's not, okay? So I'm out on him, his impact on the game. Uh, so I'm excited to see if Cooper Cup or Odell can expose him and then do something funny to him. But yeah, I'm in on the Rams' money line. I could see this... Being a little more low-scoring than people would imagine with these two teams just because of the way that both coaches like to try and establish the run as well, I think that could definitely kill some clock. Um, So if I were to take a total here, I would lean towards the under. Um, I think it's kind of weird that all the totals this week are essentially the same minus the next game. Um, Yeah, I'm in on Rams' money line plus three will a hundred percent be going in a teaser to take it up to plus 10. Um, instead of doing a teaser, I might take Rams plus 10 and then Niners plus 14. Um, since you can't tease five and a half to 14, obviously.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so something along those lines will be getting done, which I'm sure I'll wrap up the podcast with this, this. is one of my final picks, but yeah, Rams money line. And if you have to take a total, I would lean towards the under and then i if you're looking for touchdown scores, I think Lenny and Cam Akers are your best bets because both coaches aren't going to want to turn the ball over in the red zone. Not yeah. that Tom Brady turns the ball over, but just in terms of, you know, keeping the ball safe.
0: Yeah. I'm a little worried about who's going to be scoring for the Buccaneers because they just spread the ball around so well. Um, it literally, it, to- it could be any, like, it could literally be anybody. I mean, picking a first touchdown in a Bucs game is just awful. I mean, I, I know we don't always pick a lot of first TD bets, but, um, I mean, you had success last weekend. I've had some success throughout the season, too. And the Bucs are impossible to pick. Um, okay, this, I can't wait for this game. Um, this is a rematch of, was it the, the AFC Championship last year or the divisional round that the Bills and the Chiefs met? Do you remember?
1: I can't remember, so I'm not even going to attempt.
0: Okay, um, this is a rematch of a a really, really good game last year. Uh, the Bills take on the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Oh, I believe the Bills are currently a one and a half point dog. So this is a pick'em. Bills plus one ten on the money line. Chiefs minus one thirty. This is so hard for me to pick. The Bills lost last year in heartbreaking fashion. I, the picture of Stephon Diggs looking at the fireworks, just with his helmet off, like at his side, just absolutely devastated after the season they had with the second-year quarterback, combined with the fact that Josh Allen is playing out of his fucking skin. I mean, it, it pushes me. It truly pushes me to the side of the Bills, but... You guys know how we feel about the Chiefs on this show. I mean, we're we're Chiefs Chiefs ride or dies. Um and I have to go with the Chiefs. I I hate to do it, but I have to go with the Chiefs. Chiefs money line at minus 130. I mean, the the value's there. Um I'm going to be all over this one for an SGP. I think we're due for a fucking awesome game. Uh more of a defensive struggle than anything, but I do think the Chiefs win, and honestly, actually, at this point, I'll just take Chiefs minus one and a half for for the extra bonus.
1: Can't wait till they win by one point and you come uh, back on next week and you're furious. Well,
0: listen, the Chiefs you're never cover for me. I could take them point five, and they and they would tie. So,
1: uh, yeah. If there was one game this week that I had to choose to not bet on and and it's, simply uh, sit there and enjoy. Yep. This would 100% be that game. I mean, this is game of the year. This might be game of the last couple years with the way, like you said, the whole Stefan Diggs thing last year. Like, I'm genuinely excited for this game, um, regardless of the result. Um, so I my heaviest um, future by a long margin is on the Chiefs Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I do also have a Bills one. Um, So personally, I'll probably just be betting like a fun SGP, you know, maybe some touchdown scores and some player props. Um, But in terms of making a pick on here, this this is about as public of a pick as it can be, I'm sure, which is never what I like to do. But, oh my, oh gosh. What, are you
0: going to tell me the money?
1: 76%.
0: On the Chiefs?
1: No, on the over. Um, I was going to go, yeah, I really want to just take the over. I know it's pretty, you know, public heavy pick. Um, only 60% of the spread bets are on the chiefs, which I'd imagine the money lines a little more in the bills favor. Um, just because of the plus money action, but I'm, I'm going to go with the over. Um, if there was one game that I would avoid my picks for, it would be this one. Um, just because I'm not as confident. Actually, a bet I do like I like Travis Kelsey to score mainly because of a theory that I have now that I've watched last week as well. These coaches are getting their tight ends involved in the playoffs. There's something about it. If you look back at the game, so CJ Uzma, who is quite arguably the worst tight end that was playing last week, he scored. Mm-hmm. Um, did Darren Waller score? I don't think so. No,
0: he had um, like 80 yards, but he didn't score.
1: Yeah. Um, who else scored? Tyler Higbee. Might have scored. I don't remember, but I know Dalton Schultz scored once or twice. Dawson Knox scored twice. Travis Kelsey scored. Gronk scored. Um, so these teams have been getting their tight ends involved. Um, so I actually uh, scratch the over. I'm just gonna take a Travis Kelsey touchdown. I think okay. that's in his future, um, especially with the way they run like those shovel passes within like the five yard line that somehow work every time. Um, so yeah, I'm in on a Travis Kelsey touchdown. And I mean, I don't know who your favorite touchdown scores are. I figure we could, you know, maybe throw out a couple of our favorite touchdown scores just for fun for anyone that listens, just in case they want to get some ideas on who to bet on.
0: Yeah. So actually what I'm going to do, um, cause we have all of our picks now and, and, and Bill's money lines, actually just, it's screaming at me. I'm not going to change my pick because it never ends well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm in the the spreadsheet right now. I'm going to write out, um, our favorite, our favorite TD scores for the week. Um, okay. What do we want to do? Just each pick like five.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, just either. I was going to say we need to like pick one from each game or if you feel like a couple from a certain game, yeah, go ahead. I mean, okay. I have a few of mine.
0: Yeah, I do too. Um, I like in the Bengals game. I like T Higgins. Um, oh. I think he's due after a actually really disappointing week last week. Um, I think Higgins is due. I think his odds are actually really good. So he's plus one ninety. I love a sprinkle on that. Boyd's another one to take. Uh, take a look at. But I'm gonna go with a, a T Higgins touchdown in that game. What about you?
1: Uh, I'm going Derrick Henry.
0: Okay. Um.
1: Yeah. He'd I mean, good,
0: that's but... that's okay. It's, it seems like a lock. I I don't know what his odds are gonna be like. I mean, it's uh, it's looking that he's.
1: 85 last night. I don't know
0: what it's at right now. 195, no? That's not that bad. I mean, it's pretty much a lock, to be honest. Um, Okay, and Niners Packers. I am with Jeremy on the fucking plus odds. Elijah Mitchell at plus 110. I think he and Debo are both locks. Um, So I'm going to take Elijah Mitchell, and I'm actually going to throw a flyer on Alan Lazard as well.
1: Oh, that's a good choice. That is a good choice. I was gonna pick one from both sides on this game as well. I was gonna take Elijah Mitchell, and then I gotta go Devontae. I mean, playoffs, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Like he's gonna, he's gonna get his once at least.
0: Yeah, I agree. So Mitchell and Devontae. Cool. Yeah, I th- I think that we're just gonna have an all-out aerial assault in at Lambeau Field. Honestly. Um touchdown scores in the LA Rams versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I love a Cam Akers touchdown in this game.
1: Yeah, that's plus money as well, I believe, correct?
0: Yep, it is plus one thirty five. I love those odds.
1: I'm gonna take two in this game. Um my picks for the next two games are actually gonna be exactly identical. <laughs> okay. Um uh, because of my theory. Um, uh, but Tyler Higby, Gronk.
0: Okay. Higby and Gronk. Yeah, so Higby didn't score last week. I think he scored two the week
1: before, though. I think. I think the Buccaneers are going to zone in on Odell, those short underneath routes that they've been doing in the end zone, and then obviously they're going to have their eyes all over Cooper Cup, which kind of leaves, you know, big-ass Tyler Higby just open to himself.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay, and then for the Bills and Chiefs, um, I am taking two, actually. I'm going to take Stefan Diggs. He is absolutely going to score in this game. 100%. And then I am also going to take Travis Kelsey.
1: Yeah, I wanted. Mm-hmm. Who did. Mm, I'm trying to think who scored. Oh, well, nobody. The Steelers sucked. Um, I'm definitely taking Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, that's a game. And I want to take Dawson Knox, but the fact that he had I think he had last week.
0: Yeah, he usually disappears after he has a really good week. That's just how it is because he gets neutralized.
1: Yeah, it makes me nervous that the Chiefs are going to zone in on not letting him to score, which makes your Stefan Diggs play better, which is why I think he might get in as well.
0: Okay, you're going to go with Diggs
1: too? We'll have the same ones for that game.
0: Beautiful. Okay, um, and then our locks of the week. I am going... I think a, a two a two little two leg parlay. Uh, I'm going Titans money line and Packers minus five and
1: a half. Okay. Um, mine is Rams money line. Um, and then I'm just trying to get an odds on this real quick. Give me one sec here.
0: It's a two legger.
1: Yeah. Okay. Ew, dude, these odds are disgusting. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do then. I'm gonna change it to. Just one moment here. So okay. I had the. I'm gonna take the Rams. Plus seven and a half, I think, because that'll give me way better odds than ten and a half. Okay. Yeah, this is better. Um, so this is gonna give you minus one thirty. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to take the Rams plus 7.5, Niners plus 14.5. FanDuel wouldn't let me do whole numbers. They had me do half points, so I couldn't just take 14. But, yeah, Niners 14.5, Rams 7.5, minus 130. I think the Rams, even if they do lose, it's going to be within a touchdown. They have too much talent. And then if the Niners lose by two scores with the way they've been playing, I will be very surprised.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the those are really safe. Yeah, it would have to be three scores. Um, I think those are super safe. I mean the Niners should keep it within two touchdowns. Um and you know you said you were leaning towards the over in that game, right? Um
1: I don't know if I had a take on that one. Oh okay. um, I was leaning towards the under in the one before at the Bengals Titans. Oh, all right. Um that one's also split um across the public. Yeah. Uh, so that whole game, in terms of spread and total, are both split. Uh, it's fifty six forty four on the Packers, and then fifty six forty four on the over.
0: Yeah, I mean, I for me, like, we're gonna close the show out here soon. We're at fifty minutes, but um, the Niners. The fact that now, now everybody has jumped on the Niners. It would be the most Aaron Rodgers thing to come out and just blow them the fuck up, just yeah. nuke them. I, I, that's how I feel, at least. You know, because. Whenever people count him out, when there's two minutes left in the game, you know, what does he do? The signature Aaron Rodgers, like, blow everybody out of the water, just absolutely shock the world. And that's why I think, I just think they're going to come out and play a normal football game. And I don't know if the Niners are going to be able to keep up with an injured Jimmy G.
1: Okay. Interesting. That's one of the games that. I'm more so looking forward to not in terms of excitement like the Bills and Chiefs. Yeah. Um just to see how it's gonna play out. Cause I feel like it's kinda hard to get a read on what's gonna happen in that game.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I actually think it's gonna come down to like like LaFleur and um what's it called? And Shanahan are actually gonna have to coach this game, I think. Because Shanahan's been really, really good uh the past, let's say seven or eight weeks. I think that he's he's been calling really fantastic games. And I think LaFleur has really just had to kind of take his foot off the gas. I mean, we've seen them um, not be great when Rodgers isn't around. So, you know, that's maybe something to consider. Um, Is LaFleur really all that qualified? Is he as good as everybody says he is? I don't know. Uh, I'd probably lean towards no. He is one of the best quarterbacks of all time. He's probably two or three on my list. Uh, So we'll see. I think think actually Shanahan could out-coach LaFleur in this game. I just think the players on the field are even more important, and that's the difference. So we'll have to see. I'm super excited for all of these games. We have a lot of uh, really good coaching matchups. You know, Arians versus McVay. Uh, We have McDermott versus Andy Reid. Andy Reid, who I think is just an older Zach Taylor. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Uh, The Titans are the team that I think I'm rooting for the most. I don't know why I'm rooting against the Bengals. I think I'm just kind of...
1: I don't know. I want
0: to be vindicated. I want us to be vindicated with all we've said uh, all season. So I hope you guys are all excited. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Jeremy, thanks for joining me as always. And I guess we'll see you guys next week. Make sure you check us out on social media at Post20 Podcast, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, You can find us where all podcasts can be found. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Um, we will see you next week for the championship round and, uh, take care of yourselves until then.